The time has come. It is draft day. Somewhere Kevin Costner smiling. What are the Cardinals going to do at 23 overall? We're close. We're close to finding out this impromptu, well, not impromptu, this bonus Locked on Cardinals pre-draft edition. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Let's go. You are Locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Locked On Cardinals. A uh, little bonus pre-draft Thursday edition. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast and Locked On AZ Cards. Um, it's time, and there's been so much discussed about what the Cardinals could or will do at 23 overall, and the fact that it's here, it's terrifying to me. Um, you know, for anybody that's watched this podcast uh, up until this point knows that Zion Johnson's my guy at 23 overall. Zion Johnson is the guy that I think will make the Cardinals better, faster than anybody else that's possible at 23. The Cardinals are drafting 8th, 10th overall, and you want to give me Jamison Williams, you want to give me, give me Garrett Wilson, fine. The Cardinals at 23 overall already have one of the top five wide receivers in the NFL and DeAndre Hopkins. They had severe trouble blocking from the interior of the offensive line last year. And that's why as of right now, as we stand at 401 local time, Zion Johnson is the guy. And the problem may be that he may not get there to 23. He wasn't as well known of a name. He wasn't as householdy of a name uh, you know, before the senior bowl and, and into the combine. But as of right now, Zion Johnson's the guy. I'm going to talk about potentials for them trading up. What would be too much to give up? What would be the right amount? And if Zion Johnson is gone, who should be the pick at 23? And it may surprise you with who I say. Also, there are two names that I want to completely avoid this entire draft. Two names to avoid in the first round of this draft. And who knows what Steve Kime is going to do, but there are two names that I would say at 23 the Cardinals need to steer away from with their roster is currently constructed and what they need impact-wise from their first-round pick immediately. These two names are ones to you know stay away from. Now, in the final segment, I'm going to open it up to questions. Anything you want to talk about, anything you want to ask, 10 minutes will be yours. Thank you for everybody who makes Lockdown Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Free and available on all platforms. Right now, also, so when you're done with this, okay, go over to the Lockdown NFL YouTube channel. On Like, from now through the first round, and then on to tomorrow and Saturday, we're going to have live coverage over there. It's going to be after picks. I'll be going on after the Cardinals pick at 23. If they choose not to trade up or trade back, there's going to be all hands on deck of the Locked On NFL sector of the Locked On Podcast Network. We will be giving you the content you want and need through this first round, adding a little extra texture. So for those that have listened, for those that haven't listened, this is the first time. Thank you. Zion Johnson is my pick at 23 overall. And I'm trying to inception Steve Kime at this point. 
to eat his vegetables, draft interior of the offensive line of Zion Johnson is available, and protect Kyler Murray because, say it with me, if Kyler Murray isn't protected, none of this works. And I really want to use – I know it's not I know it's not all the way there, but I really would like to use the Arizona Cardinals. Like, I know it's almost right. I know it's almost there. I know it almost makes sense. But it'd be fun to play with if, if, if Zion Johnson was drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. There are – a couple names that you know you'd be okay with if Zion Johnson were off the board that opens up wide receiver to me, but I still think that interior defensive line Devontae White, if he's there from Georgia, um, would be the pick at 23. It's going to be interesting to see where the wide receivers go. It's going to be interesting to see which teams will trade up to draft the wide receiver of their future. I've said, and I'll continue to say, the Cardinals don't deserve to draft a wide receiver right now at 23. Got some blowback there on Twitter. I don't really understand that. Um, the Cardinals didn't draft for need the last two the last two first rounds. They didn't draft for need. They drafted for Steve Kimes' ego. They didn't draft for need. They didn't protect Kyler Murray. They didn't draft a corner. They didn't draft interior defensive line. They didn't draft a wide receiver. They didn't draft things as the Cardinals desperately needed. Instead, he drafted two linebackers that he moved inside, both of whom didn't play a whole lot of inside linebacker in college. And this is where we are. This is the bed that Steve Kime has made. And this is why these decisions are not fun on draft day, because the fun was for Steve Kime the last two first rounds when it didn't directly affect the positive you know, uh, trajectory of the Arizona Cardinals. Isaiah Simmons couldn't get on the field the first year. Isaiah Simmons or uh, Damon Collins couldn't get on the field the second year. So as of now, the Cardinals have glaring holes at offensive line, interior of the defensive line, linebacker, pass rusher, and corner, and running back. So the only two position groups that are good, safety, quarterback, that's it. And I know that we're still kind of early in free agency. Not really. I don't know. Like we're almost two months into free agency. Now, you know, six or seven weeks into free agency. So for the people that are saying, oh, it's still early. Oh, and Steve Kime is going to do what he does later in free agency. What if he didn't have to scramble? What if he went and addressed needs early? What if he went and signed a wide receiver? What if he went and signed an offensive lineman or interior defensive lineman or edge rusher or corner, you know, or running back? What if he did anything aside from bringing back guys that were already on the roster? This is why right now, the bed that has been made is gearing towards drafting an offensive lineman that will protect Kyler Murray. Because once again, if you don't protect Kyler Murray, ain't none of this going to work. And that's, it's not, it's not sexy. It's not fun, but I'll tell you what, when Kyler Murray isn't taking 35 sacks or not running for his life in 2022, you're like, man, that's Zion Johnson pick. Sandwiched between two better veterans in the league, Ronnie Hudson at center, all pro. DJ Humphreys, that's probably the best contract Steve Kime has offered to anybody. DJ Humphreys has lived up to exactly that contract. I'm going to let you take a beat. Remember, Zion Johnson's the guy, number one. Number two, there are two names to avoid. And what would be the right package if the Cardinals did want to move up and draft Jamison Williams, which I think would be the worst environment imaginable, trading up to draft a wide receiver. 
I think that's doubling down on idiocy. But what would be the package to move up that would be palatable? I'll talk about that next. And then in the final segment, getting into all your questions. Thank you for the chat. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast and Locked on AZ Cards. Two names to avoid and the perfect trade package if the Cardinals did want to move up. That's next. First, betonline.net. your number one source for all your betting sports uh, and betting stats and sports info. Uh, find out the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to check out all the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Second segment, Locked on Cardinals. Imp- uh, you know, bonus podcast pre-draft. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Free and available on all platforms. Going on right now as we speak on the Locked on NFL channel, we're ramping up. We're going to be live from now through the end of the first round and then tomorrow through the rounds and then on the weekends in the morning on Saturday. Every After every pick, you're going to get the Locked on NFL host talking about it. I will go on at, at, at 23 and um, or if the Cardinals trade up or trade back. Wherever the Cardinals draft, you will be able to see me right after. So Zion Johnson's the pick. I'm trying to inception it in Steve Kime's mind. If Zion Johnson is there and Steve Kime does not draft him, it's not going to be a good podcast tomorrow. It just won't be. Um, Who are two names to avoid? And this is something that's a little troubling because Exactly this, George Karloffis needs to be avoided. I, you know, I've watched some film on him. I know that in a lot of, in a, in a lot of mock drafts, that's the pick, and it also is predicated upon where the where the offensive linemen go, how high the wide receivers go, if the quarterbacks sneak in to top twenty three. You know, every mock draft's different. George Karloffis played a different system in college, so you're going to have to move him to the three four to the edge and teach him somewhat of a different position at the NFL level. Obviously, edge rusher is edge rusher, but do you want to have a plug-and-play guy or do you want to have somebody that's going to need to be massaged into the defensive end, Joseph Runs? Are we going to witness this three years in a row? Are we going to witness this three years in a row? So number one, George Karloftis, he's a good player. But I think the Cardinals have more glaring needs than him at 23 overall. And number two, like, this goes without saying, and it's Steve Kine. If the Cardinals draft Brees Hall at 23 overall, a guy that maybe looked at as a late first-round pick for a team that has, you know, a bonus pick. I know Green Bay is a bonus pick, but they already have two great running backs there. Kansas City's not going to draft a running back after the Clyde Edwards-Alaire fiasco. Uh, of two years ago. If the Cardinals draft Brees Hall, I'm done. I'm done. Like, and and the chance of that happening are very, very slim. But when it comes to avoidables, George Karloff is Brees Hall. Those are my two avoidables at 23 overall. Now, if Zion Johnson's gone and you know, like Kier Elam's the pick. Can't be upset with that. 
And I know that would be a little bit of a reach at 23. There, you know, there, there are mock drafts that are going him going late in the first round because there's a bunch of corners, a bunch of good corners in this draft. Kyler Gordon is one that um, Marcus Mosier from Locked On Cowboys and uh, and he does a lot of draft. He does a lot of drafts for Game Day NFL. He came on and said Kyler Gordon could be a guy at 23 for the Cardinals. They love their Pacific Northwest corners. If you dra- like, the idea of all of this is going into tonight. If you draft a position of need, I'm good. I don't think that wide receiver is high enough on the on the ladder of needs to draft at 23. Do they need wide receivers? Of course. They need every position aside from safety and quarterback. Every position. Linebacker, edge rusher, interior defensive lineman, wide receiver, running back, offensive line, everything. They need everybody. So it's really dependent upon who's available and where they see the future of this organization going. If you're going to draft a wide receiver at 23 with interior offensive line on uh, help on the board, with top corners on the board, you're making a conscious decision, Steve Kime is, to overcorrect what he's done the last two drafts. Steve Kime is a king of overcorrection. No Steve Wilkes, Cliff Kingsbury. I, I put out in my, my final Steve Keim mock draft that Steve Keim is going to go wide receiver, Brees Hall in the second round if available. Because he's going to overcorrect and say, you know what, Kyler Murray? Okay, you want a contract? You want weapons? Here you go. And completely remove himself from rationale with all the different positions that are absolutely necessary to fill before running back and wide receiver. If he went wide receiver and running back, would I be shocked? Absolutely not. Now, if he went, if Zion Johnson's available and he takes him, I'm going to have to rethink my whole thought process on Steve Kahn. Because I think that is the home run choice for the Cardinals at 23. You go get John Mechie in the second round, it's a lot more, you can stomach drafting an under six-foot receiver in the second round a lot better than you can in the first. So much easier. And a lot of really good comments in the chat right now. I'm going to get to as many as I can coming up in three or four minutes from now. I will get to everybody, okay? What needs to be understood, in my opinion, Steve Kime has to keep it simple. Don't get cute. Draft best player available for highest position of need. Most important position of need. If Zion Johnson's there, great, take him. If he's not and you want to go interior defensive line or corner, absolutely. The Cardinals need to get better now. And we're in a situation like we've been in perpetuity where not enough has been done before the draft and free agency and now you're relying on Steve Kimes' drafting ability, and in turn, drafting players that are going to have immediate pressure on them to perform if not enough is done in free agency after the draft. That's not opinion. That's fact. Marco Wilson shouldn't have played as much as he did last year, but they didn't do a whole lot for the cornerback room, regardless of, of, of signing Malcolm Butler late and him retiring. Marco Wilson had pressure on him to perform last year. That's Steve Kimes' fault. 
AJ Green being wide receiver too when DeAndre Hopkins went down and Rondo Moore not being utilized correctly, that's Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kimes' fault. Sure, there's some onus on Kyler Murray, absolutely. But the depth of this team has been laughable. They've been top-heavy for a long time. And we find ourselves 44 minutes from the draft that Steve Kime has to have an immaculate draft for this draft class to make immediate impact in 2022 as we sit currently. You believe in them? It's up to you. But that's where we are. And we'll see how it goes. It's time for your questions. All of them. Coming up next, I have 13 minutes of fun before we toss over the Locked On NFL show and the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Your questions next, first. Mother's Day is right around the corner, man. Whether your mom prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has the jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. If you want to mark Mother's Day with something enduring, classic diamond stud earrings, the tennis bracelets, as I mentioned, burstone pendants, and so much more, go to BlueNile.com. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get 50% off or 50 bucks off $500 purchases. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Remember, after I am done with this, go over to the Locked On NFL YouTube page for our live coverage of the NFL Draft. We'll be live all throughout the draft covering every round and every pick. I've said my piece. Arizona Johnson. Doesn't sound right. It's so close. Arizona Cardinals. It's so close. Um, But I'm going to start with this one. Give me one sec here. All right, L1 here. He's 100% a plug-and-play guy. Justin Pugh and Will Hernandez have not shown enough. 6'3", 3'15", the dude can play center. He can play left tackle. He can play left guard. The difference between him and, say, I don't know, a linebacker or a corner or, you know, interior defensive lineman is, Zion Johnson's job will be easier because of Rodney Hudson, because of DJ Humphreys, at least early on. They'll be able to help him along the way on the left side of the offensive line. Justin Pugh has been fine. He's been serviceable. He's a depth guy at this point, in my opinion. I've talked to plenty of people. I've had people way smarter than me on this podcast over the last month come and join me. And I I opened it up with the same question every time. Zion Johnson's my pick. Tell me why I'm right or wrong. The majority of people have agreed with me. Dane Brugler, Trevor Sikama, Marcus Mosher, etc. Interior of the offensive line and a plug-and-play guy who is, I mean, I, I've watched a couple of interviews with this dude. He's just, he's a cool dude. He started playing football late. He's a big golfer. It's Arizona, man. We got golf courses here. So I think that he is a plug-and-play guy. Um, but, I mean, we'll see. 
if the Cardinals draft him at 23 weeks available. What do you think about James Cook and maybe the third round? I think he's a good choice. Like the interesting part about this is there's a lot of third round grades for running backs when we know the second round is the sexy round to draft running backs. Javante Williams, uh, Derek Henry, I think was a second round pick, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon for different reasons. The second round seems to be the Kenneth Walker, probably Brees Hall area. James Cook could fall to the third round. It really depends, especially for Kyle, for uh, the Cardinals, what they do with their first two picks. If they go offense in the first round, they're going to need to find, you know, uh, uh, Nick Benito is uh, from Oklahoma is a, is a hot pick. Drake Jackson, edge rusher in the third round, even though there are reports that he could go in the first, very Josh Jonesy kind of vibe there. Remember that, Josh Jones, if the Cardinals were going to trade back when they drafted Josh Jones, they were going to trade back with Atlanta a couple picks, and Josh Jones was rumored to be the guy. And they ended up getting him in the third round. Looked like a steal. Now we can't find the field. Uh, people put that on Sean Kugel. I put that on development of one own player. Um, when you have Kelvin Beach to the right side of you and Rodney Hudson to the left, and you're playing, I mean, there's really no excuse. We'll see if he can evolve, if he can get better and better coming up this year. Run stopper. Like, yeah, uh, uh, free warrior. We need a run stopper. Yes, true. So if like if Zion Johnson's not there at twenty three and Devontae White is, boom, pick it. Jordan Davis ain't no way Jordan Davis is going to make it that far. Um, I'm going to get to, uh, and I do need to hit this before before we get out of here. Um, Jordan Davis, like Jordan Davis, is going to be a terror. And Jordan Davis make remember Cleveland Farrell. He went to the Raiders, but. He was third. He went third or fourth overall, including Farrell when Dexter Lawrence was looked to be the guy at Clemson. Jordan Davis, like I when I do my Thursday show with with Tyler Rollins from Locked On Titans, the Locked On NFL National Show. Jordan Davis, like why not early? Why not early? How much more do you need to see? I mean, maybe the one knock on him is that that front seven is one of the best we've ever seen in college football history. So all he really had to do was his job and not account for anybody else. They say that about the linebackers because when you have that front and you're the linebackers behind that front, your job is a lot easier to just run through untouched when all the guys ahead of you need to be double teamed. I do want to hit this really, really quick. Uh, Yuki, you brought, you brought, brought this up. So the trade-up thing, okay? Trade-up thing's interesting. Do I think they should? No. That I don't think they should because, well, l- let me clarify that. If they need to give up draft capital for this draft, should they trade up? Absolutely not. Because of what the Cardinals have done or lack thereof up to this point, and because of the names out there in free agency as currently sitting, they need all the draft capital they can get. And that's why, like, say they move up from 23 to 13 or 14, that's going to warrant a second-round pick most likely or a third-rounder. And the person, the team that trades back that far is going to want capital this year. The Cardinals have a first, a second, a third, and a bunch of sixes and sevens. If the Cardinals want to move up five, seven picks and they want to give them a future second, you can get me on board with that depending on who they move up for. Like. Mocks are having, you know, Drake London being the first wide receiver off the board. Uh, you know, so there's four or five offensive linemen. That's five. There's the edge rushers, you know, uh, uh, 
Thibodeau Hutchinson, that's seven. You've got four wide receivers or five wide receivers. That's 12 or 13. And I'm, I'm doing, you know, uh, very broad math here, but that still accounts for seven or eight picks between those players and the Cardinals. And if the Cardinals want to trade up and give up a second rounder next year, you can get me on board for a couple reasons. One, they're going to have a lot of cap space next year. So it's not going to be – their success isn't going to be as as relied upon through the draft because they're going to have so much money to spend, number one. Number two, next year is not this year. So if they want to go up and get a Jordan Davis at 15 and they want to give up a second-round pick next year and a fourth or fifth-round pick next year and you can get a team to do that, sure – I feel like if a team's going to move that far back in the first round, they're going to want draft capital this year. And if the Cardinals trade a first and a third to move up and they get, you know, a fourth next year, that doesn't help the situation. It doesn't help the situation. Sure, you can get a guy, but they don't have 22 players that that are going to be the starters in 2022. They don't have depth at all. And this isn't a negative take. Look at the roster. It's incomplete. And it's still free agency. I get it. This isn't doomsday scenario, but the roster is incomplete and it's, and it's the draft. They need to have as many chances, as many bites at the apple in this draft with top three round picks to trade up and give up the second or third round pick this year. It ain't going to happen. Do me a favor. And I don't even know what's possible anymore. Go do a mock draft right now on Pro Football Focus or Draft Network or wherever you can do it. Do it on fast. Do it as the Cardinals. And see how many picks are between the Cardinals' third round pick and their sixth round pick. You could make a sandwich, eat it, make a smoothie, drink it, and still it won't be your turn to pick. They don't have draft capital. One was for Marco Wilson. The other was for the Zach Ertz trade. They don't have capital to just lollygag around with and just Oprah, you get a pick and you get a pick. So what they need to do, in my opinion, if they're going to trade up, I'd be happy for them to give a pick one round sooner in the 2023 draft than a pick this year. So what I mean by that is, if they're going to move up five or seven picks, I'd much rather them give a second and a fifth or second and a fourth next year and get a fourth next year in the trade than move up, give up a third this year and get a fourth next year. They need players now. They need impact makers now. And regardless of how you feel about Steve Kimes' drafting ability, look at a chart. It's not great. Regardless of how you feel about it or what's happened up until this point since 2013, that's the bed that he's made for everybody to experience for the next three days. So if you're going to trade up, give a second-round pick next year instead of a third-round pick this year. If you're confident that that player is going to be a guy that's going to be an impact maker for the next five or ten years, do it. Don't give up the draft capital this year. You're going to have more money next year to spend in the offseason. You're going to have another year under your belt with Kyler Murray, and it's going to be a completely different 
setup going into next year's draft, you'd hope. You'd hope they'd be taking a couple steps up the ladder from where they are now. Thank you for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're almost there. We're almost there. Now, one last thing. Too much. This is too much. You don't give up an extra first. For, like, so the reason why, and this is, I'm glad you brought this up, uh, LO15. Bleep, this is a family show, okay? I give up next year's first to move up for Williams. We don't. This is tough with wide receivers because the jury's still out on our people moving, our teams moving up to draft wide receivers. Are they drafting them higher than normal because they're ready faster? Because they're ready to play the NFL game and make an impact faster? Or because you're looking at all these contracts the wide receivers are signing five years from now, four years from now. Like, you know what? They're getting 2,000 quarterback money. They're getting quarterback money from the 2000s. Let's go get someone. It's worth taking a risk by drafting somebody early so we don't have to pay that premium when those years are up. Because it seems at this point, whoever drafts that wide receiver ain't going to pay him a second contract. So I don't know which is right. I don't know if Jamison Williams is going to be an all-pro second year. Jamar Chase is the Patrick Mahomes of wide receivers. Justin Jefferson is a Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert of wide receivers. They don't. That doesn't happen often. And I know the wide receivers are better now, faster than they have been in recent memory, or because they're getting more opportunities early. But for every Jamar Chase, there's 10 John Rosses and Denzel Mimses. So do you want to risk trading up, giving up a future second round pick for a wide receiver that hopefully works out? How's it working with Rondell Moore? I know he's a second round pick. How did Steve, how, how is... Uh, Cliff Kingsbury figured out how to use him yet. Not well. This is what you got to think about. When you hope the Cardinals trade up, just because this isn't a sexy draft potentially for the Cardinals doesn't mean it's not going to be the most impactful first round of Steve Kimes' tenure, removing Kyler Murray from that. Dan Buchanan. Jonathan Cooper, Hassan Reddick, Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, Josh Rosen. What if Zion Johnson's a 10-year starter and he's there in the Cardinals draft him and Kyler Murray's protected for the extent of his career? Could be worse. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. I'm going to leave you with that. Now head over to the Lockdown NFL YouTube page for our live coverage of the NFL draft. We'll be live all throughout the draft covering every round and every pick and you'll be able to get my post-draft first-round pick reaction. I will be posting it on YouTube tonight. It'll hit the Apple and Google Play sphere at midnight. Thank you to everybody who's making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Arizona Cardinals. Book it. Alex Lancey, I'll talk to you tomorrow.